0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, welcome to episode 53 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. We've just had the NFL draft in the bags. Now it's time for all the rookie drafts, all the breakdown. Um, we'll have mock drafts coming up next week as well, but for now, we're going to be breaking down uh, all the um, offensive positional drafts and talk about who we like for fantasy. So with me to break it down, first of all, we have Mo. Giddy up. And fresh off an Achilles tendon injury and sitting in a cast in his bed is Chiggs. Hey, hey. So, Chiggs, we must ask, how are you feeling? Uh,
1: you know what? I feel like a proper athlete now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little bit annoying, obviously, with uh, lockdown easing up and us being able to go out now and you'll uh, be stuck indoors for a little while, so... Oh, no. Uh, there goes our flag football well, there goes my flag football career for the for the summer anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We had a good we had a good
0: game at Paul's recently. Um but at least now you can't use lack of time for preparation for your fantasy drafts. So uh
1: That is true. That is true. Yeah,
0: you're gonna be like the most well prepared men when it comes to our rookie drafts, I feel like
1: now. Yeah, you can start start putting that work in now, for sure. <laughs>
0: good stuff so we'll do position by position breakdown on this episode who we like for fantasy who we hate uh, who we're unsure about what the impacts are on veteran players and then next week i think we should do a mock draft because the week after we've got our first rookie draft right so um i think it's a good way to approach next few weeks so first up pick number one was trevor lawrence no surprises there pick number two was Zach Wilson and pick number three was Trey Lance there was a lot of a uh, rumor that it could be Matt Jones there was some indication it could be Justin Fields but it was Trey Lance uh, so let's just break down those three first of all before we get into uh, the others so Mo um, Trevor Lawrence no surprise one of the best QBs on paper coming out of college what do you see for him this year, and then in future years as a fantasy QB asset?
2: Uh, future, I th- I think he's going to be great. I mean, I I, I think he has easily easily has the potential to be a QB one. Um, I think he'll be a top ten QB. Um, you know, let's let's just go after after his rookie season. Uh, rookie seasons, I mean, it's just you know rookies always find it difficult to you know catch up with the speed of the NFL. And um, I mean, you know, I presume I'm going to expect him to have a slow start out the gate. I mean, uh, Jaguars did a good job, you know, getting protection, getting him weapons, uh, but you know, just to get everyone on the same page and whatnot, I presume will take a little bit of time. Uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, we'll have a season like Burrow. I don't, um, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to see that. I'm not going, not going to expect that though, with the way the offense runs there in the, in the Jags. But um, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a solid career. So I think long term wise, he's he's, he's going to be great. Um. Hopefully, they can just keep him. Uh, keep, you know. You know. Essentially, kind of like uh, what happened to Landry Luck. Just make sure they keep him upright. D- doesn't get injured. Um, if so, uh, hopefully, he has a a long flourishing flourishing ca- career.
0: Yep. Chigs. Anything to add on Trevor Lawrence?
1: Uh, yeah. Obviously, you know, consensus number one. I think was probably the most easy pick um, anyone's going to make in a while. Best talent to come out since Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. You know. Um, an interesting question for you guys, and this is from uh, from Buck. Um, was chatting to him earlier. He's been offered a trade in a Superflex league, so he's got the 101, and he's in rebuild mode. The guy's offered him twenty two and twenty three first and second, so two firsts and two seconds for for essentially Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. So twenty. Yeah. So first round and first and second round picks in twenty two and twenty three. Given that he's in rebuild, would you trade the one hundred and one this year for two future firsts and two future seconds? Um, and I'm not going to make any comment right now in terms of where those picks will fall.
2: I was yeah. I was going to say like, what's his cur- what's this year's current pick?
1: It uh, was well, so so. By, by, um, so Bucks got the, the one hundred and one. So which
2: yeah, the is other
1: actually, guy. Yeah. Which, well, so a little bit. I'll reveal the actual the guy who offered him the trade went Owen 14 and the 101 is actually his pick that he's traded to somehow end up back with buck
0: right okay
1: you, so that you, maybe mud- muddies is a little bit
0: i would only do it if you expect next year i know it's hard to judge two years ahead because rebuilds can happen and you know positions and um, stuff can change if you expect that pick to be top six Actually, no, I'm not even going to say top six because it's the second that really makes it. I think if you expect it to be top four, so Uh you think at worst you're going to have four and 16, I would do it. Otherwise, no, Um, because picks two years ahead, while they're good to have, I always work on the assumption that's going to be pick 12. Because I think as the seller, that's the safer way to do it, to assume that any pick you're buying is going to be pick 12. Next year is where I'd really be making the assessment. If you think it's going to be picks one to four, then I'd say, okay, there's value in it because the history shows us in rookie drafts, pick, pick 15, pick 16 is kind of where the fall-off happens, um, you know, in terms of reliability. But that's just, that's how I like to value picks. So my inclination is probably not for Trevor Lawrence, but uh, again, depends What's- on... What do you reckon,
2: what, mate? What's, what's his QBs? Who, who does Bucks uh, QBs on his roster?
1: Yeah, so, so, so this is the thing. I don't know the exact makeup. So the way, the, I mean, I guess the question, and this is really interesting for, for you two, because obviously you both own Patrick Mahomes in in the two leagues that we're in together, right? In, in Dynasty Leagues. Like, what would be the price? If someone came to you today to ask you for Patrick Mahomes, like, what what's the, what's the price? Very, very roughly. Three firsts? Uh, more than
0: that. I would Probably say four. More than
1: that, right? Yeah. Well,
0: I think you're looking at three firsts and like a a top quality running back or receiver. Because Patrick Mahomes is the consensus 101 in startup. Forget rookie. You know, there's no rookie that can hold a candle on paper to Patrick Mahomes. So really, for me, it would take something like three firsts and a DK Metcalf or a Dalvin Cook or something like that. Oh, wow. Really? For Patrick Mahomes...
1: So, yeah, and here's the thing, right? If you think the price to get a DK Metcalf is probably two firsts now, first, Dalvin Cook something yes. similar, you're, you're, so you're, so you're looking at that. Five, five firsts for yeah. Patrick Mahomes, right? That's and and this is kind of the point I made to 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 Buck was that you know the to, the the price to acquire Patrick Mahomes now is is impossible. Trevor Lawrence is you know that Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, you know, obviously he's got to do it in the NFL, but what we've seen of him in college and, and so forth. He's got that potential to be, you know, in that range. Taking two firsts, and, you know, whether they're, they're I was thinking, like, late, even mid firsts and seconds, I just don't think it's enough value for me. I'll take Trevor Lawrence, yep. then I know I've got that position locked up for the next 15 years, and then that I'm building my rebuild around this guy. And then, you know, I can easily acquire running backs, wide receivers through trade and, you know, giving up future picks and what have you. But there's no way you're ever going to acquire a Trevor Lawrence again if he hits, which is very likely.
0: On paper, yeah.
1: You know, yeah, it's... especially for, especially for <clears> the <throat> first and a, ignore the seconds, right? Because I think they'd probably be mid to late. And as you say, the drop off after the mid-second is, you know, it's a bit of a dart throw. Yeah. So you're looking at essentially two mid to late firsts. Maybe you can argue it's an early first next year, but in a weak class.
0: Yeah, I think the other way to look at it, because people don't generally hold or have the ability to trade five firsts. So if you're trading away Mahomes, you probably want a very good quarterback, a very good running back and a receiver, and then something on top. So I think you're looking at something like... Kyler
1: Murray plus
0: Kyla murray plus jonathan taylor plus something on top is how i would assess it you know uh, probably like a late first on top of that uh, or you know like a justin herbert Stephon diggs and a late first i think that's kind of what it would take so you're getting quality qb1 rb1 or wide receiver one and then a, a first that that's how i would sort of value it personally um okay so number 2 off the board was uh, Zach Wilson um from BYU um uh, Mo what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson to the Jets and for fantasy
2: oh man um talent wise it's there uh i you know no competition there in in there where he played i'm i'm, I'm i don't know and, and we're talking we're talking about the Jets hopefully they've changed they've turned the page on the history of that organization but um, I don't care for it as much personally um, so uh, I mean I, I, for me it's too many question marks in my opinion so I mean I, as for like on a, on a fantasy standpoint that's that's the part where I, I don't like it as much but on um, you know when it comes to an actual NFL player being drafted there made perfect sense that's the guy they like that's the guy they got but we'll see if he can uh, make it in the next, in the next level and um, I, I don't have too much faith I think because like I think we, there's a statistic that you know out of you know, out of QBs that are drafted in the you know top fifteen or whatever, only like what ten to twenty percent you know actually do well and succeed. So um, you know if, if Trevor Lawrence is for sure a, a hit, uh, I'm questioning Zach Wilson. Mm, Chigs,
0: what are your views on Zach Wilson?
1: Bye 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 bye. <laughs> is, uh, because I will tell you why Adam Gase is gone. Long live the Jets. <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness. Um, I think the jury's still a little bit out, but I do like his upside. Um you know, you've got um Mike Lafleur as the OC there now, so I think, you know, that, that whole offense and that whole team is gonna be a lot better, especially with Robert Salo there as as um head coach now. They've given him weapons as well. They drafted um Elijah Moore, I think. Yeah. Um and they've obviously got Corey Davis, you know, so hopefully that unlocks his potential. You know, we've seen flashes of it. Um, you know, I think Jets, he was the number practice. four pick in the in the draft when he when he came in so you know the guy's got pedigree and elite talent it just hasn't been able to show it necessarily in, in over the course of a full season so I think the weapons are there um, yep. it's just you know can he build off that I think it's only one year of production we've seen right I think that o line at BYU was was very good um yeah that's going to be the the sort of risk for me, but you know, a QB and superflex, um, going to be the face of the franchise. I think yeah, I think it's good. I, I like his upside.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's being criminally underrated for a number two pick, because in fantasy t- I can see Wilson being the number one QB of the rookies for fantasy this year. Because I almost feel like the Jets are in less disarray than the Jags are. I know the Jags have got. DJ Chark, and now Travis Etienne and James Robinson. But I still think there's a fair bit of rebuilding to do, and that O-line's not very good. So it wouldn't surprise me if Wilson gets more points in year one than uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, he's got a really good arm, good read. I think people who just missed out on the playoffs last year and are around pick four to pick six in Superflex leagues this year they're going to get a bit of a bargain in Wilson because I think Frey lands a bit of the bell of the ball. And I see why he's gone to San Fran. He's, you know, in the Carl Shanahan system, you sort of, you know, they've got Debo, they've got Kittle, they've got Ayuk. Um, all the RBs can play a role. So I see why Chark is, uh, sorry, uh, Lance is the bell of the ball. But I think in Wilson, managers are going to get a really good QB. <laughs> I really do, you know, and uh, could be... Could be the player you need to get you into the playoffs if you just missed out last year. I don't think most managers are going to take him at two or three, personally. So I can see him falling to 4-5-6 just because of the, the hype around Trey Lance. Um, so speaking of which, then Trey Lance, you'd imagine he's probably going to start behind Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, we know what Kyle Shanahan brings. It's excitement. It's a West Coast offense. They also integrate a good run game. They've got a good O-line. So you'd think that the um, the uh, the fr- you know framework is already in place for Trey Lance to succeed. But how much do you see him actually playing in year one, Mo? And do you think he can contribute right away, or do you think he still needs a lot of work?
2: Uh, he's a development player, um, uh, but I, I love his upside. Again, I think, you just mentioned all the plus sides being drafted by the 49ers. And, um, he's, he's, he's actually very talented. And I think, uh, I, I want, I actually liked him as like, probably, I mean, I would say almost like the second best QB coming in this league as, as, as when i when I say that I'm, I'm kind of referring to him as a, his, his future potential. I, I can kind of see him kind of turn, be in a situation where, you know, Grappolo's playing, he's going to be playing well, you get injured and he steps in. Um, I, I don't expect, I mean, if, if, if I mean, ideally you want to develop him for a whole year, but I can see him coming in maybe towards the end of the season. Um, you know, hope you know. one thing I loved about him is his interviewing skills. The guy's very knowledgeable. He's dedicated. He's one of those hard workers. And that's one thing I've kind of started researching more on these players is the character. And, and like you know, you just, just watch interviews of him. I mean, this guy, you know, he's been doubted his whole life, and, you know, he's got he's got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, I can see him, you know, being one of those little – one of those players that you know just just wants to far exceed everyone's expectations, including his, and I think he's going to be a hard worker, and um, uh, that's why actually I actually really like the Trey Lance pick, and, and again, 49ers are the Forty ers they, They've 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 got a history of, you know, uh, you know, quality coaches, quality players, quality development, um, and just because of that, I, I really I really do like Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, and you know you're looking at sort of the Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. sort of trajectory in terms of sit a year behind, um, you know, a veteran, learn the playbook, a very offensive-minded coach. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and then Carl Shanahan, Trey Lance. So I do think in Superflex, and I know we'll be doing our mock draft, I do still think as much as I love Zach Wilson, if you're a team that had the second pick, and, you know, you're rebuilding. You're probably more than a year away. I do think Trey Lance has to be the second pick in Superflex leagues. Um, but, you know, I can also see an argument for Wilson. I can see an argument for the next guy as well, which is Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields was, you know, talking a year ago, it was Trevor Lawrence won Justin Fields too. That's how everyone saw it coming. Uh, you know, things happened. I mean, Wilson had a great season. Trey Lance... Um, I mean, Trey Lance was undefeated, right, in college. I think he's, I know he's at yep. a smaller school, but he's 17 and 0, you know, so I think they've seen the arm talent. But Chicago, you know, traded up to get him at pick 12, I believe. So 11, you know, I think 11. 11,
2: 11 or 12, or 12. Well,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, he fell all the way to 11 or 12 in the end. But again, another another player who could be a dynasty asset, you know, and could could fall down as far as six, seven in your rookie drafts and you could end up having a a quality player there. So Chiggs, um, you know, coming from a big school in the Ohio State, what are your views on Justin Fields at the Bears?
1: Yeah, so I, I love Justin Fields as a player. Uh, as you say, you know, it was Trevor Lawrence one, Justin Fields two. There was even some talk about um Fields maybe even sneaking into that one spot in, you know, with some people. Um I think obviously he beat him in the um in the College Football semi finals, didn't he, this year? Um yep. took a higher state to the to the championship game. But I'm not a big fan of the landing spot if I'm honest. Um and that's the sort of knock for me. Now what I would say is I would still draft the talent um over the situation because I expect put it this way, if, if they can't make it work with Justin Fields, Matt Nagy's gone, right? And therefore, yeah, you're starting again with with a new regime, but I, I still think whoever comes in, if you've got Justin Fields as your starting QB, starting QB, that's a great piece of kit to work with. And I, I'm I'm shocked that he fell past the Broncos. Uh, a pick nine was it?
0: Yeah, I when he fell to us at nine, I was sure he would be. I was sure he would be the pick. I think I still think we're going to end up regretting that. I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. I know Pat certain uh, is arguably the best corner on the board. <coughs>
2: Joe, Joe Horn, Horn. <laughs>
0: yep. uh, but I, th- I think uh, Patrick Surtain in the Vic Fangio scheme is better. And I think in the... Um, who's your defensive coordinator again? Uh,
2: oh, yeah, yeah so
0: I think, I think eight and nine were the right players for the right system because uh, JC Horn will be better in your zone scheme. I think Pat Sertain will be better in our man scheme, especially in the AFC West, you know, where you've got Justin Herbert. Now you've got Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, uh, Raiders, uh, they've shored up their O-line, so they could move to more of a pass-heavy scheme. I think they'll still be, their DNA will still be on the run with Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. But, you know, you do need those quality corners. So I think most people would have graded Sertain ahead of JC Horn, but. Scheme player, I think we both, you know, I can see why they've done it.
1: Yeah, I just, yeah, just a a a talent like Justin Fields for me, especially in that division when you you're you're competing against uh, Patrick Mahomes.
2: uh, You know, I totally agree with you there, but I think I think I I was in the same boat. I was kind of upset when the Panthers picked you know the uh, a corner. I mean, yeah. we need. Granted, it's, it's a draft need, but it's like, like you said, I, and I, and the only thing, the only thing I could explain this, especially after Denver's past, Denver passed on him as well, is there's there's something they didn't like about him, and from everything I could read about, from everything I've read, one of the one of the concerns they did have was his his ability to read, and he's a lot slower reader, uh, you know, reading the defense and actually just you know deciding on 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 um you know where to go with the ball. But um, originally, I was originally the same boat. And, you know, as a Panthers fan, I was like, you know, why didn't we take fields? And But the minute Denver passed as well, that made me think, like, okay, two teams that were targeting a QB and targeting fields, they both passed. I mean, there's something there that we're not seeing.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. You know, like, the, the, these are the professionals. They're paid big bucks. And there have been great QBs who have gone beyond 10. Um, you know, I mean, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes are good good examples of that but you're right there's probably something teams have seen that's deterred them slightly so it's not often a player with that pedigree falls outside of the top 10 um but i agree i still have a little bit of disappointment as a broncos fan and i suppose you as a panthers fan yep. you know, probably have a bit of disappointment there as well uh, i
1: guess here's a the question then obviously that those are your your top or QBs right I mean we'll come to to Mac Jones in a second and you know I'm pretty sure none of us have got Mac Jones breaking that top four but how <laughs> would you how, um, how would you rank them in order um, you know of those four uh, not they know, they will not necessarily go picks one to four but you know in terms of you know, if you're uh, taking for... a QB if, if one of these guys was on the board which one's going first and which one's going fourth
2: for, din- for Dynasty purposes right Dynasty, dynasty with...
1: Superflex yeah
2: I would kind of go. Um, I would kind of go. I would go personally. Um, the dynasty superflex. I, I think Lawrence's consensus number one. And then I would probably yeah. go Lance, mm-hmm. and I would probably still go Fields over Wilson.
1: Yeah. So that that that's my order as well. You know, I I think yeah. Lawrence is your locked in one. I love Trey Lance's upside, as he talked about the the comp to Patrick Mahomes and sitting for a year, especially if in a in a bit of a rebuild. You know, you've got the second pick. It probably means. You are unlikely to be competing. Yeah, that's not always true, but you know, if if Trey Lance is, develops next year, as you know, expect him to, then yeah, the upside's too good to turn down. Justin Fields three for me, and then Zach Wilson four.
0: Mm. I think I still have Wilson just that three,
1: and I, I know I should be more
0: skeptical of the Jets. I just there's something about the Robert Saleh hire. It just feels different. You know, uh, Salah and uh, Michael LaFleur, they have come from the um, Carl Shanahan learning tree. You know, they would have learned uh, the culture of uh, that Shanahan board. I think Salah—you could see—he's a scary-looking dude. I think he's not going to take—not <laughs> going to take much crap from players. I, I think the Jets can turn it around, and I you know, I, I personally, I have Wilson just slightly ahead, but it's a coin toss for me between Fields and and uh wilson and you know the last of the big five you, you fell all the way to pick 15 so the pa- patriots didn't have to trade up or anything probably quite delighted to get Mac jones at 15. Yeah. mo we were talking before you recorded you're not high on matt jones why is that
2: i think it's more the character again um what i've read what i've seen um you don't see that you don't see that you know him as a leader is what I, is what the feeling I get? Like you know, the, the players don't believe in him, or in the sense that they follow him to you know the ends of the earth. You know, go to war with him. Um, that's more of a thing. Skill level, I think you know he was. He's probably. I think they even said he's probably one of the fastest decision makers. Decision making QBs, and when he you know his progressions in the reads, he's probably one of the fastest coming out of college. Um, so I don't doubt the talent, um, and uh, you know in that system, I think it's, the England, New England system is a perfect fit. That that that's all perfect. Um, for me, it's more of a character thing. If See, I,
1: I, 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 it's funny because I actually, I think the opposite to to you there, Mike. Um, in that, I think he is the leader that people will follow. Right? He's obviously taken Alabama to the national championship. Um, there's a lot of talk about him, you know, just being that guy that. He's fun. He, he's the energy, you know, like people feed off that. A lot of the reports I was, I've, I've read, you know, obviously um, about him, right? Um,
2: I, I think he's a leader on that standpoint, and not, you know, he'll, he'll. It's more like it's that trust thing, right? Like, like, I mean, I mean, like, I think you've seen his tweets prior. I mean, it, it's 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 more like, and you know, the, the, the I mean, Grant Smith when he got drafted, he kind of snubbed him in a little bit, but I, I, again, that was probably unintentional. Uh, I might be reading too much into that portion of it. It's um, it's again it it's more of a character thing. It's like I, I could see him being that dick in the room, you know, part of my language, but like just being that little yeah. prick to an extent.
1: But the, but this is the thing. Like I, th- I think if you talk about immaturity and stuff, like you know, Josh Allen had a very similar sort of thing. You know, historic like tweets and stuff. Oh, and on that back in the out.
2: day, correct.
1: Yeah, and and, and you know, the, the similarities over Matt Jones. But I think there's two things, right? It's it's you know, I think at the Senior Bowl he was like he he really stood out as well and. I think that was one of the things that he obviously, it's not only really his, obviously, Alabama, he's got his system and his players and stuff. He's gone to the Senior Bowl.
2: Oh, no, yeah, he um, played great
1: there. You know, as you say, like his ability to pick up and process and, and implement that scheme um, was really, you know, very, very quick and got really good reports. Uh, he's a very accurate thrower. I think where his knock is, is that obviously he's not going to give you anything on the ground, right? He's going to give you no rushing ability. Mm. Um, but, for a for a fifth Q B and the landing spot of the Patriots I think is absolutely ideal for him. You know, I think Cam probably starts as the starter, but at some point, you know, Mac Jones takes over that job and then they kind of build that offence, you know, back to the kind of what they had with Tom Brady, right? You know, Cam's a very different um different Q B and the kind of system they're running there. So one thing I love about
0: what the Patriots did this offseason was bringing in those two tight ends. So if you're looking for max protection for your QB, just trusting the arm. Cam Newton's not that guy where you just trust the arm, but Matt Jones is that guy. You give Matt Jones time and space and he's going to hurt you. And he did for Alabama a lot. And that's why I think for kind of QB he is, he goes against the grain of what really attracts GMs and head coaches in today's NFL. Yep. You see that with a lot of the, you know, the picks. Joe Burrow had stuff on his feet. Pat Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray, Lamar, you know, very, uh, very much integrate run with the pass. Josh Allen, Mac Jones is your classic pocket passer, but I think he suits that Patriots offense
1: down and, to. And here's the thing for me, and this is always the thing that's leveled right is when everyone zigs, Belichick zags, right? So everyone's taking these kind of dual threat quarterbacks and have you? Mm. Belichick's gone back to the pocket passer two tight end sets you know he, he's going old school and if there's you know I'll put it this way the thing with mac jones is i don't think he's got the upside to be your uh to be a top five qb in the league but if you want a solid low-end qb1 some seeds are probably more like a qb2 which are very very valuable in superflex mac jones you know he's gonna remind me of um Guys like Kirk Cousins, yeah. You know, but that that kind of comp.
0: My number one comp is Kurt Cousins, and in uh, you know, a number two would probably be someone like Philip Rivers, uh, where it's yeah. oh. sit oh, in wow. the pocket. You know, that's the kind of QB that he reminds me of because I did watch.
2: Yeah, that, that, I agree with you there.
0: Fair, fair I, bit of. A,
2: uh, um, honestly, it's pretty funny. Maybe I watched too much of the movie Draft Day, but <laughs> movie, it to be a full Callahan. <laughs> Uh, so here's a
0: question. I, I don't think we'd take Mac Jones ahead of the other four QBs, but let's say your team's in disarray. You've got to rebuild everything, but you've you know, you've know done some bad trading. You've lost your number one pick, but you've somehow got pick five. It's super flex. It's tight and premium. Are you taking Mac Jones? Are you taking Carl Pitts? Are you taking RJ Harris? Are you taking Jamal Chase? Or are you taking A-N-Other?
2: I'm I'm taking all those players you mentioned over Mac Jones. So this,
1: this is yeah. The thing. Yeah, he's gonna be the most polarizing player, I think, in drafts. In that, in some drafts, you'll see Mac Jones go at five, yeah, in other other drafts, you'll see Mac Jones maybe fall to like 12, 11. I,
2: yep, or I can see that,
1: uh, yeah. He's uh, the most variance of any player. Um, I, I can't see him falling out of the first, I think, just with some yeah. of the other landing spots and stuff, I don't think anyone's really elevated themselves to push him out of that, that first round, but. Put it this way: If he's sitting there at 112 for me, I'm taking him there, even potentially at 111. But just because QBs and the superflex are so valuable, and how often do you get, how often do you get someone go that go that low? Right now, it's different this year with the quality of like Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, Devonta Smith. So, you know, if you love these guys, and you know you haven't got that need at QB, for sure, Mac Jones will slide. But I think this is the most Team dependent pick, you know. If you if you're set to QB, you don't take him. If you need a QB, you absolutely do, and you forgo or you try and trade back.
2: How would That's, him? Uh, I, I, think I yeah, just because superflex, I would take him right after those three: uh, Chase, Pitts, and Harris. Who I'm yeah. absolutely in love. I'm in love with Harris just just the way his character yeah. is.
1: Yeah, character player landing spot. I think Najee Harris for me is is my favorite player.
0: In oh, non superflex,
1: it's between if it
0: in non superflex and non Titan Premium, Harris is the number one for me, ahead of Jamar Chase.
1: Um I agree. And as you say, it's the character thing, right? Like he, and we'll come to him in a second, but you know how he hosted that uh, his draft party at the homeless shelter where he grew yeah. up. Yeah. You know, he drove down to the Alabama pro day because his flight was cancelled. You know, all these kind of things. You can just see this guy is like a solid dude, good teammate, you know, he's got all the tools to be like Um, an elite running back in this league and he's landed in the Pittsburgh Steelers who you know as we've seen from anyone who put behind that O-line is going to feast so yep
0: and then uh, the other other QBs who were drafted you had Carl Trask at the back end of the second pick 32 in the second Um, just following Trask you had Kellen Mond to the Vikings David Davis Mills who was the Texans first pick (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was watching the coverage and uh, it didn't go down well with Rich Eisen. Uh, so Davis Mills, Ian Book, to the uh, New Orleans Saints at uh, round four, pick twenty-eight, and then Sam Ellinger. Really happy for Ellinger. gave you know gave us one of the best live footballing experiences we'll ever ever get to see at the uh, Red River game when Texas beat Oklahoma, led by Kyler Murray no less. Uh, so yeah, I'm really happy that Ellinger from Texas has been drafted to back up um, Carson Wetz at the Colt. So, Chiggs, I'll ask you first. Any uh, of these players...
1: So, did you mention Kellen Mond as well?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, Kellen Mond. Yeah, he went round three, pick two to the Vikings. Okay, right, yeah. So, in a Superflex um, rookie draft, would you take any of these at the back end of the first?
1: No, 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 no. So, th- these guys are all back end of the second, early third for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think... If you look at a similar comp from last year, there they're your like Jalen Hurts and um kind of comp right in that the potentials there to get a starting gig. I think Davis Mills is an interesting one because obviously that situation in, in, in Texas with Deshaun Watson and um just obviously that, that team's in disarray and they have been for a while. So even if he is the starting Q B, do you really want him, you know, starting Q B so I guess so. Um, I think Kellen Mond's interesting. Yeah, skill set. I think um, you know he's he's got the tools, you know, and I think I like the idea to develop behind uh, Kirk Cousins. So he's got that sort of upside for me. And the other guy was Kyle Trask. You know, there was talk about him potentially going in the first round in in the in the NFL draft in um, what he did with the Florida. See, Tom Brady's not going anywhere probably for another five years. Uh, <laughs> him. Uh, but, you know, again, it's that opportunity, next man up, right? And, mm. yeah, you, 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 you draft these guys as a lottery ticket. You know, I did it with Jalen Hurts last year and I managed to flip him for the 112, essentially, um, which I could regret. But at the same time, you know, you take these guys with a late second, early third. And if they hit, you're in the money.
0: Yeah, Mo, any of these that you're eyeing up in second round rookie drafts?
2: Um, I'm intrigued by Mund. Mund's an intriguing QB for me. Yeah. Um, Trask, uh don't, not, not, not really quite sure. Mills also is quite intriguing. I actually kind of highly regarded both those QBs prior to uh, the 2020 season, so the season before. Um, but yeah, I think I think mean, Mund's the the most intriguing one to me for like you know late second.
1: Okay. Because also the thing with that as well is with Kirk Cousins, right? And they they've obviously got the weapons there as well. And, you know, Dalvin, Kirk, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. If Kirk Cousins can't get them, you know, to the playoffs and and over that kind of you know make a run, you know, how 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 long do you persist with him, right? Yeah, he's he's a solid QB. But if you if you if you haven't got faith that he's going to take you in a championship run, then you're going to cut but cut bait and. Maybe throw Kellen Mond in and see what you've got. And so that, for yeah, as you say, for me, he he's probably the most intriguing one, and the the potential opportunities there. So if I've got a late second round pick, and he's still there, that that's the kind of lottery ticket I'll be taking.
0: So on to running backs. Then we've talked about Najee Harris. He was picked up in the first round by the Steelers, which Sh- shows you how much they uh, rate him. Actually, very. F- very next pick was uh, the Jags, who took Travis Etienne. Um, so again, uh, two Clemson shocking, picks. Shocking pick, by the way. I have to sorry <laughs> call that out. Two Clemson boys for an old um, Ohio State head coach. i uh, sure that was controversial. <laughs> uh, Javonte Williams was third pick of the second, where the Broncos traded up. And then the only other player as an RB drafted in the first two days was Trey Sermon. So again, another Ohio State product who's gone to the 49ers. I think we've all outlined Najee Harris. You know, he's going to be a top three dynasty player depending on your need. Um, Travis Etienne, what do you feel about Etienne going to the Jags after James Robinson had a pretty good season?
2: Yeah, I don't like it. Um, mm. That I that, that's. I mean, I, I think Chigs and I had um, uh, mentioned, uh, spoke about this over the weekend. I, I mean, I think we both highly regarded Etienne. Um, and yeah, clearly, I, I mean, we we did think he was the second best running back in the league uh, after Harris, but the fact that Jags got them and they have Robinson and they actually traded up for him, uh, actually, did they trade up for him or did they just that was their pick actually wasn't it? No, I, I think it was up a little pick. bit.
0: Yeah, okay. I um, Can't remember who they had it from, but it might be the Rams pick.
2: From okay, yeah, that's right. For, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, was, I was I was actually shocked by that uh, by that pick as well. Yeah. Um I don't like the landing spot. Um, I, I just see a pure timeshare there, and you know, outside of injuries here and there. Um, so, on a fantasy standpoint, um, I mean, uh, he is the better running back, but I don't, I don't see them taking away uh, carries from James Robinson right now, based on the, based on what I believe, uh, uh, our Urban Meyer said that he just he's more of a third down back right now. Uh, so uh, we'll see.
1: That that that's the thing for me is like why why would you draft a third down back and maybe it's just coach speak right but
2: Correct.
1: why do you why do you take a first round pick in a rebuilding team and burn it on a third down back it just doesn't make any sense so um, I think again I, I love Travis Etienne's talent he's still a first round pick for me in in this year's rookie draft but he's definitely fallen from. That middle of the first round to the back end, so anywhere between picks nine to twelve. Again, you can see him kind of depending on team need and, and how much you like him. I think he's got the talent to beat out Travis um, James Robinson. You know, obviously great success story from last year, but Travis Etienne I think is a special running back. You know, is is um, forty time, and you know he's the guy that can kind of take it, take it to the take it to the house. You know, on any given play.
0: And that's well, what I love about him is that if he finds the hole, you're not catching him, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and he is—he's good in the passing game. So while uh, what's his name, Meyer, is saying that he's their third down back for now, I can see him being a three down back um, for sure.
1: And, and same- that—that's that, the key. If if you're getting him at the back end of the first, and he turns into that three down back, yeah, then, then you're you're laughing, right? So his his upside is is super tantalizing, but. There is that risk of a uh, timeshare, and probably it's a, for me, it's a, it, it's more risk than, say, Javante Williams, who we'll probably touch on in a second. But in terms of his landing spot and his timeshare with Melvin Gordon, because I can see him beating out Melvin Gordon very quickly.
0: Yeah, so let's get on to Javante Williams because, you know, Gordon, um, previous first round pedigree himself, uh, you'd expect to be the lead dog, but. As a Broncos fan, I was very happy with the pick, but I was surprised that the Falcons, especially with Arthur Smith, who was just the Titans OC, you know, he had a very Derrick Henry heavy offense, didn't stay and go for Williams. So I think Williams, you know, Broncos were going to be a, we didn't take Justin Fields. I think we're going to be a very sort of run first offense and establish the play action. Uh, so I love the role Williams is going to have. But I think you're right. He's going to have probably about half a season of holding out. It's going to be classic in redraft leagues. He's that sort of player that people draft and then he gets dropped because mm-hmm. you, can't, you yeah. can't keep him on your bench long enough. So I think this is a message to all redraft league owners. If you see Williams ever get dropped, pick him up because he is going to lead that offense at some point. It's just whether... The Broncos can keep establishing the run game. I mean, you know, we've gone big on our defense. So the hope, obviously, is that we're never too far behind in games to be able to use the run game. Obviously, if we're three touchdowns down, you're going to have to rely on the pass straight away. But, you know, by adding Ronald Darby, um, adding Carl Fuller, drafting Patrick Sertain, still got, um, you know, a Kareem Jackson and... Um, uh, Justin Simmons from last year. So the secondary, you know, you're hoping Von Miller's back, Bradley Chase is around. You're kind of hoping that the defense can keep you in games, and that's where you're hoping Javonte Williams still gets opportunity because the worst thing is having a running back on a poor team where they're just behind so often, they never get a chance to really run the ball, um, you know, as you saw with some players in their in, uh, recent years. So um, <clears throat> Javonte Williams, Travis Etienne Moe, um, I know you're ahead of Jamar Chase, but the so the other other running back, sorry, other receivers. You've got Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, Elijah Moore. If you take those three plus ETN and Williams, how do you sort of rank those five for yourself right now?
2: Uh, uh, what were the five names again? You said Waddle,
0: Waddle, Devonte Smith, Elijah Moore, ETN and Javante Williams?
2: I would, I would personally go still Waddle, um, just as upside there, and being, being reconnected with Tua. Then I would probably go Williams. Uh, Williams, Smith, um, ETN, and uh, the last one would be uh, the last receiver you mentioned. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, yeah.
1: So it's interesting, you're taking Jalen Waddle over Devonta Smith.
2: Uh, yes.
0: For me, my personal rankings is probably Devontae Smith, then uh, Javante Williams, then Jalen Waddell, Travis Etienne, and last would be Elijah Moore. But I'm, Trav, I'm I, really...
2: I guess we just we just we just switched, no, I, switched. identical. We just switched
0: to Smith. Yes, yeah, so I'm Rod. really high on Devontae Smith. I think he's gonna because he's back with Jalen Hurts as well.
1: Uh, so.
2: Yeah, that's
0: so, true. So
1: so did you say you had Javante Williams over Travis Etienne or behind? Yes. Uh, I,
0: I'm saying I've got him ahead at the moment because mm. I see more of a a lead back role in him than I'm seeing at the moment. Just because James Robinson was good and you can't ignore that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. So for me, I've got uh Devonta Smith, Javante Williams. Travis Etienne, okay. Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore. And the reason I have Waddle lower is just because I think I mentioned this to you guys before. I think the drop off after the, the top three running backs yeah. is very steep. Um, you know, I think Michael Carter and Trey Sermon are probably the next two guys down. Who I like.
0: <laughs> let me just uh, interrupt and ask a question really quickly. So, Elijah Moore, um, great slot receiver in college if i heard the other day if the jets release jamison crowder there's only one million of dead cat but 11 or 10 million of saving if jamison crowder is released does that change your views on elijah moore compared to the others
1: no and,
0: no, and i love elijah yeah. moore
1: but i still yeah. think there's the there's the big three receivers jamar chase devonta williams that's uh, want Devonta Smith and uh, J- Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle's upside is, is huge. Um, i just not as I say, I-, I think for me just the wide receiver class this year is very deep in you, know, you can still pick up if you go into that second round, right? Guys like Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, um Terence Marshall, I think the drop off from Jalen Waddle to those guys, Elijah Moore, you know, it's not massive. And you can, yeah. you know, if you've got a late second round pick, you can probably make some moves to get up into that early to mid second to pick up one of these guys: Amari Rogers, um, Kadarius Tony, if you like him. You know, so there's a bunch of guys there that I think will still be good. I think after <clears throat> Jamal Williams and Travis Etienne, yeah, you are, you know, you're. I'm not saying any of these other guys won't be good, but I think the it's going to be more situation, a little bit of luck. You know, it's harder to predict those guys, you know, to predict that next um, James Robinson or uh, who's the Washington guy, uh, Antonio Gibson. You know, I think, I think it's harder to call that guy in that next uh, team.
2: I, yeah, I do agree with that, the, the, the scarcity of the running back class after that.
1: Okay, so we'll, I'll just go through a
0: few names. We won't do individual breakdowns, but Trey Sermon taken uh, towards the back of the third, Michael Carter taken second pick of the fourth, Kenny in Wangu, uh by the Vikings uh, taken in the fourth. Ramondra Stevenson in the fourth to the Patriots. Chuba Hubbard to the Panthers. Uh, Mo, you must be happy about that one. Oh,
2: I, I don't know how he got past. I think he fell that low.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a big Chuba Hubbard fan. I, yeah, fan. but
1: but his value got torched by the landing spot for me.
2: Correct. Uh, yeah, that, that, I, I do agree with you there. It's I just, think choose, just Chuba draft, Hubbard lands
1: it miami or or the falcons or something you know he's then knocking on that um late first early second round yeah
0: you had kenneth gainwell to the eagles in round five elijah mitchell another one to the 49ers and then i'm not going to go through the rest of the names (laughs) i know none of these guys beyond williams are going to go in your first rounds who are you targeting early mid and late second rounds out of these names jigs
1: Um so I like Ramondre Stevenson. I think um yeah landing spot of the Patriots. Potentially if James White's gonna be going as well. Um Michelle is gonna stay Sorry? Hasn't
0: James White signed a new deal? Maybe he one. has,
1: but but I think is it one or two years? You know, and right. he's getting on, right? And he you know I can see Ramondre Stevenson kind of being that um Blunt type guy. You know, he's a big bruising guy. Um, so, I like, yeah, I like the landing spot. I like the talent. Yeah. Um, Trey Sermon's an interesting one. Yeah, I think the upside, obviously, being a um, running back in the the 49ers. I just think there's too many other kind of, you know, mouths there. So, it could be a bit of a timeshare. Kenneth Gainwell I've got no interest in. You know, I can't see him beating out Miles Sanders. But I can see
0: him beating up Boston Scott, and we know Miles Sanders has got a bit of injury history about him. So I know he's, yeah. a, he's a fifth round pick. Fifth round picks don't tend to hit, but I think he should be. I think he should be drafted in around your early third, late seconds in Dynasty.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um... And who's the other guy, Michael Carter? Ma- Michael Carter is actually an interesting one. I think you know, good, um, good landing spot, right at, at the Jets. Um, I think that that's the key. So I think you're just going to get guaranteed workload. I think he's a little bit undersized hmm. um, to be like a lead, um, you know, a three down back. But I don't think he'll definitely be a solid contributor for you.
0: Yeah, he's more of a third down back as opposed to a three down back, isn't he? um so uh mo any players you like there for fantasy
2: um honestly i haven't done enough research to pick one player over the other um uh as Chicks mentioned based on landing spot uh carter um i i i, I mean i love the talent by chuba Heard. I, I i thought i think he's a top four running back in the league um and last year he was just injured which dropped his stock i mean he was playing with a high ankle sprain all year mm. um and um, that—that's what his stock just got beat up. Um, but again, I don't—I hate the landing spot because um, outside of injuries, uh, CMC is going to be the bell cow there. Um, yeah, uh, and also the other other ones, I'm just not very familiar with.
0: What I would say is, if your manager believes in handcuff strategy for dynasty yeah. and for redraft, I think, funnily enough, that Chuba Hubbard should be rostered in more redraft leagues than somebody like a Trey Sermon or Michael Carter, because you saw what Mike Davis did when CMC yep. was out last year. You know, um, Joe Judge, uh, sorry, Joe Brady's done a um, good job there of, um, you know, building like around the run. You've got three good receivers now. We'll get on to the third one, but you still got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore.
1: Um, well, actually, here's an interesting thing, right? Would you be looking at Chuba Hubbard a little bit earlier than maybe we were talking there? I know we're saying his value got torched, but there was rumors, obviously, that the Panthers are looking to trade Christian McCaffrey in the off season, right?
2: Um, I do, we're not trading him.
1: <laughs> but but, uh, but no. if he if he, if you do, if your Tuba Hubbard's there and he, and, he's, yeah. and they've got the guy, you know, the next man up, and you can get like a massive haul for McCaffrey, and you know, obviously, injury risk pertaining or what have you, then suddenly Tuba Hubbard becomes the main guy. That's the only thing I can kind of see there is, you know, if McCaffrey's gone, Hubbard's Hubbard's goes through the roof, right?
2: Correct. I think McCaffrey for us is just a different animal. Unless we're getting a Deshaun Watson or like that, that was what the talks were. Unless you yeah. get, unless you get, unless you're getting like an elite QB, I don't foresee that happening. And um, yeah, and, and honestly, I think I think mean, I think the longevity of uh, McCaffrey is going to be a little longer than your typical um, running backs. I think we if you know if he gets kind of old, I can see him going out as a wide receiver. So that's more of that's more of like being in the slot and stuff like that, and just kind of you know just little run arounds, you know, end around plays and whatnot. So based on that, I mean honestly, I think he's just I think it might, at best I'm gonna see a split back situation there, with Chuba Heard and CMC. But um, I, for me, it's more of the handcuff strategy. If you have CMC, it might be wise to have Hubbard.
0: Okay, so for Dynasty, outside of the big three, which is obviously uh, Harris, Williams, and Etienne, who are your next three in order? And I'll put you on the spot first, Mo. You're on
2: mute. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Next three, I would say I would probably go Carter, Sermon, And this might be just uh uh I'm uh, d I'm I'm gonna go with Hubbard just because I just like the talent. Yeah, Chicks. Uh
1: Carter, Sermon, probably Ramondre Stevenson. But yeah, is is I mean, to be honest, a toss up between him and Hubbard. I'd say, and I might even lean Hubbard just because again. Love the talent as well as my, my said.
0: Yeah, so we're all agreed. Carter should be the RB four, after Williams or Etn. I'm putting Hubbard fifth personally, um, oh, nice. just because of the, you know, again the opportunity, um, and what he could do if anything happens to CMC. And then I think my number six would be Trey Sermon because again we've seen they play his own run scheme. Moster, you never know if he's going to be fit. I know Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon have gone, but Jeff Wilson was actually good when he got an opportunity to play. And that's why I don't know how much production you're going to get out of someone like Sermon year one. It could be injury dependent for him to get his opportunity. Um, Right. So we're moving on to the the most stacked area. Uh, There's going to be a lot of names to go through here. So we won't be able to break down every individual. Uh, Some of these guys we've already talked about. So pick five to... The Bengals was Jamar Chase and um, going back with his college QB in Joe Burrow. Pick six was Jalen Waddell going back to his college QB in Tua. Pick 10 was Devontae Smith going back to one of his college QBs in um, Jalen Hurts. The Giants, who got sniped for Devontae Smith, ended up trading down and then picking up Kadarius Toney at pick 20. Rashard Bateman, who was one of my favorite receivers in the class kind of went where receivers go and don't <laughs> know much. Go to die. <laughs> go to die. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but I have to agree. So Rashad Bateman, who I absolutely love, but he's at the um, uh, Bengals. Uh, sorry, not Bengals. Uh, the Reds. Ravens Reds. at pick 27. So that was all your first round uh, receivers. You've then got Elijah Moore, who we touched on, second pick of the second round. Rondale Dale Moore, uh, who's gone to the Cardinals in the uh, air raid system offense then dwayne eskridge bit of a surprise for me pick 24 pick 25 An even bigger surprise was tutu atwell who's gone to the la rams so again continually drafting those table austin type players uh player i'm a big fan of actually Terrace marshall we'll touch on him in a bit gone to your panthers mo so you're giving weapons to sam donald Uh, And then a few other names really quickly. We've got Josh Palmer to the um, Chargers, Diami Brown to the football team, Amari Rogers, another A Rogers to the Packers, uh, Nico Collins to the Texans. And then I'll just give a couple of the names Anthony Schwartz to the Browns, Despice Patrick to the Titans, Amon Ra St. Brown, brother Requinimius to the Lions, Jalen Darden to the Bucks, and Tylen Wallace. To the Ravens, so lots and lots and lots of players to break down. I think we're all we've discussed in some length about the top three: so Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. Um, I propose we talk about the r- best of the rest. I think we've done a lot of talking about those three in particular. Yeah, yes. uh, so Chigs, what's your next three?
1: Then oh, this is uh, this is so the- tough. So. Yeah. I think I mentioned it right like after after that that drop-off from say Jalen Waddle to that that middle tier yeah I think to be honest it's pick your guy and you know I can see any one of these guys being great you know I love um, I love the landing spot for Amon Rasen Brown also got the best name of anyone in the class (laughs) uh, named after an Egyptian god um, but, you know, if you look at the Lions, um, they haven't got anyone else to throw to. So he could instantly almost go in there and um, him, him and Quintus Cephas could be the, the one too. Um, so, you know, he's obviously a very, he's got pedigree. Um, he's, a, he's a solid, you know, I don't think he does anything badly. Um, he probably hasn't got the upside of the other guys, but he could be a very solid Wide rec- late, wide, uh, low end wide receiver two, stroke wide receiver three, which is you know very valuable for your dynasty team. Um, so, Amon Ra, St. Brown, or Kadarius Tony? Amon Ra for me. I don't like Kadarius Tony's landing spot. I think he's got too many other targets to compete with at the Giants. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, though, he could easily replace Sterling Shepard in the slot. Um, he's super quick. Um, but, you know, I just don't I think there's too 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 much too much risk there for me. Um, love Amari Rogers as a player in the landing spot. You know, potentially the number two guy or you know, the slot guy at Green Bay, catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully, <laughs> I think that's that's the biggest <laughs> unknown. If, if Aaron Rodgers is still there, then yeah, then then Amari Rogers for me actually jumps up into that, that bucket of um, early seconds. Um, as you said, your guy, um, Terence Marshall, absolutely love, probably not for this year. Um but I can see him, you know, in, in year two, you know, because wide receivers generally have a two to three year learning uh, learning curve. I can see Robbie Anderson going and then it'll be DJ Moore and um Terence Marshall. Mm. Elijah Moore, uh, for me I think Elijah Moore is probably my next guy down after the big three. I like the landing spot, you know, yeah. um, See the team he's landed with, the Jets. I love the player. Um, yeah, so he's probably my number four. And Rondell Moore's the other guy, right? Not too, not too sure about the landing spot. I think I've got a lot of exposure to the Cardinals already, so that's probably why I'd shy away from it. But I love the talent of the player. Yep.
0: Mo, I'm going to put you on the spot. After the big three, who's your next five for Dynasty Fantasy? Oh,
2: man. I know I mean, you actually agree with um, Chiggs here that I think, honestly, I feel like Roundup Moore is probably the next best receiver, um, talent wise. Um, uh, I, 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 I just. Bateman, but I can see
0: the argument for Moore. I, I was a big fan of Bateman. Um, I thought if he fell to the Packers at 28, they'd be stupid to let him go. He went. Yeah,
1: yeah. For sure, just, I think the landing spots burned him a little bit, right? In that, yeah, where he's ended, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't touch upon him, but yeah, do do like the um, do like the talent, just not the landing spot.
0: So are you saying for if you were on the if you are at say pick fourteen, would you rather I, pick I, Rondale Moore or Elijah Moore?
2: No, no, I'm uh, sorry, I, I just just throwing that in as a little tidbit. Um, I, I okay. hate the I, I you know yes air rate system, but you got too many mouths to feed there. Um, so I'm actually going to go. Uh next best, I actually prefer, I actually like Elijah Moore. Um, uh, so I mean I'm I mean I'm my fourth wide receiver off the board. Then I'll probably go Bateman. And, and um uh, and then after that, uh, I, I think I just kind of clump a lot of wide receivers together. Um I do like <laughs> same thing. I love the name. And I think I think he can be there the, the Lions have nobody to throw to. Um, you know, I I think Hawkins will be, probably be the number one receiver there. Uh, I, I I haven't really watched much of him. I just like the, I love the landing spot. Um, I'm I'm actually I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, Elijah uh, Moore, Bateman, and um, I I couldn't give you. I, I I really honestly couldn't give you the next best wide receiver off the board. I'm kind of just comping a bunch of them together after that point.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, right? I think once you get past pick 15 of a super flex you're you're in that sort of throw your dart and you know hope it and it's not it's not a dart throw like picking a six round pick or something but there's a lot of these guys who could hit uh, I think Elijah Moore is the standout you know in terms of that rest of the field he's number four I think they'll I personally think they'll release Jamison Crowder uh, and that will open up a lot of opportunity for Elijah Moore just because of the cap saving potential. Um, I love the talent of Bateman. And you saw Hollywood actually be fantasy relevant towards the end of the season. But, you know, it just depends how much they can get Lamar throwing the ball. If they can, you could end up getting a, a bargain around pick 14, 15 in Rashad Bateman. So I think for me, it'd be Elijah Moore, then, then Rondale Moore just because of the air raid system. I'm actually going to go Amon Ra St. Brown ahead of even Amari Rogers, Terrace Marshall, Kadarius Tony, Uh, but just because I think he's going to get opportunity. uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, so yeah, I I love him. Amon Ra around pick 15, 16, 17. Um, And then, yeah, then after that, maybe Kadarius Tony and Terrace Marshall. I think Marshall will get opportunity. He'll get the Curtis Samuel targets, or a big share of that. Um, so yeah, as you said, very, very, very subjective when it comes to um, those receivers. Final position, we'll just talk about um, tight end. You know, you've know, you got a generational tight end in Kyle Pitts. I don't think much more needs to be said about him. Probably our consensus 101 outside of QBs. Um, but again, it, it's arguable between him, Harris, and um, him, Harris, and Chase. Any of the others that uh, appeal to him? he so you got Pat Frymuth, who was taken by the Steelers at uh, round two, pick 23. Hunter Long, adding to the tight end group of the Dolphins. Tommy Tremble uh, to your Panthers, Mo. Uh, Trey McKiddy gone to the Chargers. Um, so with uh, what's his name? Hunter Henry leaving. He might have opportunity. Uh, John Bates to the football team. And then Kylan Grantson to the Colts. Uh, and then there's a bunch of others. Any? And
1: Brevin, Brevin Jordan as well to the Panthers, right?
0: Brevin Jordan to the Texans. To
1: so the Texans, right. Yeah. So, uh, Mo, what? any
0: of these tight ends that you're targeting either in your second or third round of Superflex tight end premium leagues?
2: Um Probably Pat for, was would be one of them. Um, Canada, there's a lot of mounts to feed there in Steelers, and the quarterback situation is going to be questionable after this this year. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love the talent. I, again, it's one of those things. I love the talent. I'm not a big fan of the landing spot. Um, I think Trey McKitty is the one that kind of intrigues me the most. Uh, you, got, uh, you, got, you got a huge opportunity there in San Diego. Uh, I, would, I would say tr- uh, Tommy Tremble as well. However, he's more of a blocking tight end. Uh, we haven't seen him much, um, you know, much at all, you know, being able to catch. But that's something you can develop. So, uh, you know, again, maybe may, – but I would push that back because I, I think he's going to be useless for the, you know, you know, for at least two years, I would say. Uh, so maybe year three, you might have something come out of him. Uh, but, yeah, I think Kitty for me, McKitty and uh, McKitty is probably the most intriguing one for me right now.
1: Yeah. Jigs. Yeah, very, very similar. I like Pat Frymuth, um Solid. Solid tight end. Penn State tend to produce, you know, decent tight ends. Mike Kosicki being a, a key example of that. But um, I think upside, yeah, McKinley, just with um, the opportunity there with the Charges.
0: And then and just then... one last position group I did want to briefly touch on was the linebackers, because it was quite a good linebacker class this year. Um, so which of these names sort of really scream out to you so in the first round you had Michael Parsons to the Cowboys and Jameen Davis to the football team you had uh, JOK Owusu Karamoa to the Browns in the second Nick Bolton to the Chiefs in the second Pete Werner to the uh, Saints in the second and then in the third round you've also got Chas Surant uh, to the Vikings Monty Rice to the Titans and then maybe my favorite or one of my favorite names Ernest Jones uh the jewel <laughs> <laughs> gone to the uh to the Rams there um so any of these names that you're going to be targeting in you know late second early third of an IDP league you like the landing spot Mo uh
2: the top three running the blind there Parsons uh, uh I don't know if you got the alert but uh the Cowboys did not uh, uh, are not picking up Van der Esch's fifth-year option. Ooh, uh, interesting. So uh, I think Parsons. I mean, he's 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 up there. He was he was. Yeah. I I I am not a big, the biggest fan of the landing spot. Uh, but uh, now that you know Van der Esch looks to be gone, um, I mean he's 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 going to be a beast. Uh, yeah. Davis. I mean that defense is going to be crazy. And I'm actually kind I was kind of upset that JOK was not drafted by the Panthers. And we actually ended up trading the Browns with the Browns, who ended up taking, um, taking him. But um, I, I think I, I think the top three. I mean, you should be targeting them because uh, uh, they ha- they're going to have tons of opportunity in those de- on those in those defenses.
0: Yeah. yeah. So my number one is Davis. I think he's going to get you know because who's he uh, up against? Bostick, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: and then some older guys. Uh, so yeah. I think my number one in this class is Davis. Then it's between Parsons and JOK. Um, Nick Bolton, he will get opportunity, but I think with Steve Spagnola, he tends to ease his rookies in, as we saw with Willie Gay last year. He didn't get that much of a, an opportunity. Pete Werner, again, sees, you know, got some elite guys ahead of him. So, um, yeah. And then Jabril Cox as well, you know, someone to target later on, because Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch, have had a few injury concerns over the years. So could actually end up with Parsons and Jabril Cox both getting opportunity. I do actually like Derek Barnes to the Lions, just because they're doing they're going through such an extensive rebuild, I can see him getting opportunity. Um, and our number one rule was you want you want defensive players on bad off- with bad offenses. Yeah, so, uh, that's true. Or on bad or on bad teams. So you know if you're looking at some of these, uh, you're probably looking at Someone like a, a Derek Barnes or someone who's going to get an opportunity. So that was the last position group. Looking forward to doing a mock draft with you guys next week. We'll keep it offense only. So we'll do Superflex, Titan Premium uh, in the lead up to our then Superflex, Titan Premium rookie draft the week later, or not even the week, a few days later. But it's been fun breaking down the draft with yourselves, and we'll be back very soon for a lot more. So for now, that's me signing off. Chiggs. Good luck, folks. Get well soon, chicks.
1: Cheers.
0: And Mo. Giddy up.